Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. This is Anthony Robbins host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. This is Anthony Robbins host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. Can we give y'all real, real long. <laughs> I've been lying for so long. I've been lying for so long. <laughs> Believe me, I'm probably a porno, pornoologist. We cannot continue to deny women or minorities access to a system that has everything but their input. You are now listening to I take the mouth. I always take the mouth, bro. If when in doubt, take the mouth. Seven, bitch. She's old, man. You don't think she probably was loving them young dudes? You know, old white women love a good nigga, though. Why old white women? They love a good nigga. They be wanting to say, boy, come here. <laughs> what up, world? This thing. <laughs> I got to gather myself. Hold on. <laughs> Don't fuck me up, man. <laughs> you already know you made now. Whoever was listening before, they going to know your voice. Because there's yeah. still people listening from then. This is Anthony Roberts, man, host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. Uh, today, we have a show with no notes, literally no notes on my phone, no notes on my laptop. And my co-host for the day is... Christian Evans. Risen from the dead. Lazarus is back. Well, <laughs> God saves. Woo. And he... Whoa, you made me think about the Dave Chappelle. You seen his stand up? Yes. Where he talked about Bill Cosby and he was like, yep. he rapes, but he saves more than <laughs> why he rapes. Would I, why would I do that? <laughs> no, when you said God saves. Oh, well, And the saves. way that you said it, it made me want to say, and he rapes, but it wasn't God in the, in the joke. <laughs> so that's what came back. No, nah, man. Um, for you who guys who don't know Christian Evans, for some of the new listeners and the listeners who are still with us from when he came on. Christian Evans is one of the guys who helped start the podcast. When we first started, I was doing it at UTA for a few months. He came in, and then we switched to Fishbowl Radio, and he was on Fishbowl Radio. You may even heard me do a podcast kind of discussing and talking about what happened with the original members on the podcast and how it broke down and how I was frustrated and how I was tired and blah, 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 blah. A lot of you guys emailed me and said, what happened to Christian? Then some of you emailed and said, what happened to Gary? And I didn't answer you guys individually. I answered you collectively because everybody's blame and everybody's way of why we were together and not together anymore was different. But uh, Christian reached out to me. I think I said it on the last podcast, I would be talking to you. And I told people, I was like, you know, it takes a man to reach out to somebody to make amends. And I felt like, especially in that moment, you were a bigger man than me. And that's what I told my girl because I was like, he didn't have to. 
I just told somebody the other day, how often do people reach out to each other? And when that one person reaches out after years, they say, you don't even reach out to me. You don't ever call. But it's like if my phone didn't ring from you calling me and yours didn't ring from me calling you, we was doing the same fucking shit. So for you to reach out to me and invite me first off to your house to, you know, for a kickback like you always do. I was like, OK, I, I, I literally talked to Artiz and I said, Christian just invited me out. She was like, and you going? And I was like, oh, no. And she was like, all of this that you're doing is extra. You don't know nothing. Y'all ain't talked. He ain't mad. You ain't mad. Why wouldn't you go? And I was like, we just hadn't talked in a while. I don't, you know, I was like, I don't want it to be awkward because I hate awkward situations. And she's like, well, you got to go by there to even know if it's awkward. So then I came. But if you notice when I came, you remember when we first used to hang out and at some point you're going to have to talk because they're going to be like, is this nigga actually there? Or did he, <laughs> or did he, I'm shaking my head. Yeah, or did he play a, play I'm a, a clip? I'm, in, I'm agreeing. So when I went over there, if you notice, when I came to your place, I was sitting off in the corner. Yeah. And But before, you remember when I came in, I used to come in like we was the drug dealers in New York. Like we owned Dallas. He'd be like, Anthony's like, oh, what's up, bro? We dapping up, and then the party just starts. Right. I would come in with a playlist, or you would ask me about music, put music on. You were serving the drinks. You had all the guests. Gary was being philosophical in the corner. You know what I'm saying? And it was like always a party, and we met people through each other, and we, I'm still connected with people that you introduced me to. So it's like we were still kind of in that whole six degrees of separation shit. Yeah. So I'm glad you reached out to me. Yeah. But my question to you before you talk about where you've been and what you've been doing is what made you reach out to me? That was the thing that I think caught me off guard. I was like, why? Why me? Um, I think the first thing is um, it's important not to take things personal. I think especially when communication is not great. Yep. But I mean, I was like, man, I want to, you know, I miss that guy, you know? Yeah. I was like, there's really no reason to hold any grudges. I don't think anybody really, you know, screwed 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 anybody over. Yeah. You know, it was just, you know, I think bad timing and miscommunication. And I think when you have that communication and you just talk about it, you're like, oh man. And the it chemistry really wasn't was that bad. That was the thing I told everybody. I told uh my mom and I told Artesian when I say everybody. The night that you came to my house, I was telling him, I said, he made me laugh, man. I said, because after we talked and we kind of squashed everything, I remember you saying, we had something special. You can't tell me we didn't have anything special. And I remember talking to them and I was like, it was kind of like some Jerry Maguire shit. Yeah. Like we were just like back into it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think one of the things that's crazy is so many people have asked, like, are you guys going to create another podcast? Are you guys going to do something different? Because we did have that dynamic, you know, and we always talked about it's kind of like playing football and somebody was good at quarterback, some, you're running back, and then you got a wide receiver. And it's like we had that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like you said, it was one of those things where miscommunication and egos, I think. I know for sure egos on my part, which is why I didn't pick up the phone or uh, like even go back to you invite, like you invite me to. Like for me, I had already felt something. I think the last time that we were supposed to connect was the time you invited me to your birthday party. And mm-hmm. I didn't show. Yep. And when I didn't show, if you know me, which you're getting to know me, I was full of shit, which is why I hit you back and I said, hey, man, I got a gift for you. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make it that night. And then when I didn't hear back from you to follow up on that, I told our, our teacher, like, did he hit you back? And I said, nah. And I was like, but you know what? I can't be mad at him because I didn't even show up. And I was like, I, he can't. I can't bullshit and be like, I didn't show up because something came up because we are so used to hanging out. And at that point in time, we was hanging out like every week. 
So it was one of those things where when you were inviting me places, I just wasn't coming, which, like I said, it's a part of me being a coward to an extent and, and, and having too much ego to just call and say, hey, bro, we got a problem. Let's sit down and talk. Yeah. At that point for me, I was just like, I walked away. Now, in my defense, it wasn't right to do that with you. I don't even know why I got to have this laptop like this. I literally have no notes. Normally, I try to, but I can just put this mic right up on my mouth. So, because normally I'm reading my notes, bro. So, it's like, yeah, I'm like, I ain't even reading shit. Well, I got this computer. Let me put this mic right up here. You know, when girls are here, and I know we're getting off subject, you know how some people talk away from the mic? Mm-hmm. I always, you know, it's, it's hard to push something with a head and a, a shaft closer to their mouth. And you should see sometimes when I push the mic close to their mouth, it's like, what oh, you God. trying to do? I'm like, bitch, it's not my dick. It's, I'm oh, moving Lord. the mic closer to you. Oh. So one of the age-old things that you used to do um, when you came on the podcast, you talked about masturbation. And that was like a staple. Oh, man. At some <laughs> that was a staple. At some point. I think it is a staple. It still is. I, I think it's Even a, when I reference it, I still say your name sometimes when I'm doing it. Well, look. Man. I mean, I say your name in reference to it because it kind of sounds crazy. I'm, am I masturbating and saying your name? No. But when I talk about masturbation, I would say something like, in the illustrious words of Christian Evans, and I would say something. Yeah, it's time to masturbate. I think a lot of times it is. Not uh, now. That kind of takes me to... A, <laughs> You know, kind of what I've been up to in life. You know, I think I <laughs> masturbation th- gets very interesting when people, you people don't understand get engaged. It does engaged. That's something that threw me off when I found out about that. Yeah, man, <sighs> I'm getting married, yeah. and I'm excited, and I'm as excited as I've ever been. You did, cause and I remember asking you when we started hanging out. I said when we hung out just last week or a couple weeks ago. I remember asking you, and I was like, what made you? decide to go ahead and get married and you said you ain't gonna remember it verbatim but what is your reason for getting married i'm living in bliss you ain't gotta explain that i mean i like candace by the way i could bleep that out i don't know you said it when i talk to you it's she you said something to the extent of like it has to be more than love at this point in time like it's something you say you were just vibing with her on a whole different level. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, they get into spiritual uh, connections with people, you know. Yeah. That might sound crazy. I think sometimes you just have a, you know. Okay. And I like, I never had a connection. To, I don't think I ever had a connection to anyone. Like anyone? That. Well, okay. No. It's, not, it's, it's not difficult. Like that. It's difficult. I know a lot of times people ask me, um, excuse my phone going off. I know people will ask me and they'll say, uh. What has made it? How do you make it this long? Like being in a relationship six years, and I'm like, well, first of all, if I'm being honest, we ain't even supposed to be here. How did you get here? This nigga singing R and D. Do you know that song? Of course. Okay, you kind of nobody's supposed to be Deborah Cox, huh? Deborah Cox. That's who it is. Oh yes. So, but yeah, I, how do we get here six years? I don't know, but I, I'm pretty sure, honestly, I'm talking too much, but I'm only talking because I'm looking at you and you're listening to me more than you're talking, but you got to talk to them. You don't want to been here in over a year. Well, look, I'm, I'm here, man. Um, like, like I said, I think, I've, I think I've never just met, like I said, a, a person that I've vibed or connected with yeah. on a more spiritual level 
I mean, the, the most spiritual level, I, I feel like I connect. You're talking with about her. Candace, right? Yeah. Okay. Candace At first, I thought you were talking about me until you said spiritual and connection. Oh, okay. well, I just wanted to. Cl- I'm sure other listeners don't. It's a that. it's a similar connection, I think. <laughs> no, seriously. No, nah, it, it is. Something I think different. you do like when people. When you get to know people deeper than the surface, it's hard to get to know people. True. I think in life, and this is taking me somewhere else, but you know. Most of your friendships or relationships, I would imagine, if you have a lot of them, maybe I'm just living in a fake world, but there's a lot of (laughs) surface, superficial relationships. I think that's across the board, right? Friendships and relationships, yes. Superficial. Yep. And when you get, like, deep below, like, superficial and you get, you know, you let somebody in, it's, you know, there's a deeper connection. And it's hard to know who you can let in, but... You know, I think you got it. I think it comes with vulnerability. <clears throat> For me, I think, I think the first connection, and I may name this podcast the bromance. Yeah, this is very bromancy. Yeah, but it was like when we talked when when I when you called me the first time and we hung out for the very first time. And we hung out after that and uh, when Artesia invited you to my birthday party, we had only been knowing each other like three weeks at that time. Yep. So for me, my first initial thing was, damn, this dude is cool. He didn't even have to come out here. You had just moved here from L.A. So it was like, okay, it's cool. Yeah, I was a cool fucking L.A. prick. <laughs> so for me, it was like, it was one, the thing I told Artesia, and I felt it last week when we all hung out you know, with, with our other homeboys, it's dope to be able to sit down with brothers and talk, not about sports. Not about anything really political that night. We just talked about life. Yeah. We talked a little bit about relationships. We, talked we about laughed life. a little bit. We smoked cigars. We had a few drinks and we hung out. And it's like sports didn't come up. And then eventually it got deeper because your girl came in and she spoke and said her thing. And Freddie's girl said a few. And it just and we talked about Jay Z album a little bit. And it was like just intellectual fun conversation. And I had just told Artesia about a week or two ago. I said I need to find some new friends or make some new friends because. I said that when you start feeling like you're the smartest person in the room, it's a problem. Yeah. And I may be smart and you may be smart, but you're better at things and smarter at things than I am in certain areas and vice versa. So it's like you get to feed off and learn about certain things. No bullshit. I didn't think about politics or any of that shit. I thought about it, but I never discussed it until we had introduced that segment through you. Mm -hmm. I never really talked in depth about, you know, like theological shit until Gary came through. Yeah, Gary is a very... He's I mean, deep in it. Very deep. Yeah. So it was like, as I talked to him, it was things I knew about the Bible. It was things I knew about my upbringing, but I didn't know him from that perspective. But when you talk and you think and you let you hear somebody out with an open mind, you can create great dialogue. And I think that's what we had on the podcast before. I think that's one of the things that drew me to you because I was used to hanging out with guys that I could only go to certain restaurants with because maybe prices were cheap or food was cheap. And I'm like, OK, that's cool. That's cool. Sometimes. But then I want to go somewhere else. And when I go out, I'm an honest person, relationship or not. I want to see pe- I want to see beautiful people. Mm-hmm. I want to see attractive women. They run. I mean, some of these restaurants you ain't gonna find that. You ain't gonna well, find well, the class that you're looking for. There's attractive women in the restaurant. Well, it's women in there, but you it's like. Be. But you get a, it's a difference between attractive as in. Let's go to Walmart. You may see a few bad bitches in Walmart. Well. And then you go to North Park Mall. Yep. It's a difference. I knew I was going to see some there, but it wasn't going to be the quality of a North Park. You know, if you don't know what North Park is for anybody in like Brooklyn or L.A., whatever your good Galleria mall is, it's that type of mall. It ain't going to be the same. 
I used to sit in them places and when they would talk about what was attractive, I just, who? Where? Who are you talking about? <laughs> Gotta get out of here. So it's great to, for me, it's great to have that aspect of our friendship back. Yeah. And working into that, man. Yeah, man. I got trust issues too when it comes to friendships. I've been stabbed too many times, man. You, well, that's, yeah. I mean, sometimes. I've told you some shit since we've been yeah, cool again. Yeah, you know. So it's just. Uh, life will give you some. Interesting situations, I think, when it comes to getting stabbed in the back or getting slighted. Um, you know, I've I've been there a few times, and sometimes it changes to the trajectory mm-hmm. of your life if you lose touch with somebody. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I've lost friends, best friends, I think, and it's it's ugly. But I think you know, there's another side to the story yeah. and I'm probably just as guilty as anyone, on the other side. Yeah. you know, on the other side. So it's sure. hard to put yourself in another person's shoes and kind of just really be empathetic, mm-hmm. which, you know, I can't, I think I, I'm empathetic to a, to a, to, I don't know, to a certain level, but I am, but it's like, I'm, but I, you know, I, I'm like, Hey man, let's be friends again. And let's not, it doesn't matter, you know, but if, if we can be friends again, I think that's awesome. I, I think I really uh, I, I miss those relationships. So it's sorry about that, people. It's hard to find those, though, bro. I think sometimes I know for me some of the things I've done with friendships is sometimes I feel like I've forced them. And yeah. what I, and what I mean by forced is not every me liking them and maybe wanting to hang out with them more than they would probably want to hang out with me. I think sometimes you gotta fill each other out. And like I said, that was the dope thing about me and you is because when you were reaching out to me at first, I was kind of like, okay, I need to. Let me reach back out Because I told you I was like I didn't trust him I don't know who this dude is Yeah We met him at a cigar bar Or whatever And Same thing with the guy My homeboy Jeremiah Mm -hmm. You know like He was reaching out to me When he first moved here From Chicago And I was just like Man But then I just hit him back A couple weeks ago And I said Hey bro I gotta do better When you invite me somewhere If I'm able to go Financially And I'm not sick I definitely should go Regardless Because you know He supports me You know what I'm saying He listens to the podcast So on and so forth So sometimes it's about Getting out of your own way you know what I'm saying? And letting things cultivate and seeing if it's real or not. But for me, I'd be like, I don't even want to know. If, I have been burned too many times. I don't want to give nobody else another time to burn me because when I'm a friend, bro, I'm a friend. You know shit. When you used to have the parties, I stayed, helped clean up, and I'd be seeing people leaving. And I'm like, y'all just drank all this nigga food <laughs> and his liquor and y'all leaving. Ain't you going to pick up a cup? You ain't going to throw your own shit away? No. People are savages. Yeah. Thir- 21 savage. That's why I had like two or three get-togethers here. And I was done after that. Yeah, be, hey, it tastes shit. I up. started doing the shit over there at uh at the pool house. Yeah, do other, it at the pool house. Other than, that, shit up. other than that, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Not at all. Twenty one Savage. Everybody been talking about Twenty One Savage. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I ain't black. I'm OJ. Okay. That's all I gotta say, bro. I, I ain't listening to shit else but Jay Z right now. Well, I listen to Jay Z a lot, and I listen to the album a few times, quite a few. Yeah. Uh, I think what he said is like affirmation for a lot of people. I don't know. I think you, for you, it was like, yeah, I'm affirmed in what I want to do. Yep. Right? Yeah. Uh, so it's not necessarily saying anything new. I was looking at Twitter, and Bamani Jones was uh, commenting, and he said, Jay Z's not telling you anything new. He's not. Scarface said it in 1982, you know? True. So, but you know what's so funny is that he's not saying anything new, but. You know how people have been saying things as nothing new under the sun for years? Yeah. Or as certain phrases? 
you can tell me that shit at 18 and then I can hear it at 28 and it's different. It was an 18-year-old kid that probably listened to Jay-Z, didn't understand what the fuck he was talking about. But watch the enlightenment he gets when he listens 10 years later. Sure. It's like us listening to KRS-One now and Rakim. We didn't understand that shit at 8, 9 years old. But I, what I don't like is the people who are like, oh, not to be funny, kind of like a 50 Cent who like, hey, lead it rapping to the young dudes or Lil Boosie responding about the money to the ear and he didn't literally call anybody out. All Jay-Z did was, and I just told Artesia this too, you know when you go to church on Sunday? Mm-hmm. You don't get you called don't, out. You, you get called out. You go in, he, the, the pastor don't know anybody out there. But when he gets on the pulpit, he's going to preach the message that God sent his heart for what he wants to put out there. Now, if it hit 30 people, then shit, he just hit something that he, you know is buffoonery. You know it's stupid. And you know you sinned last night, and he just called that shit out. And he called it out by calling himself out. How can you? What was that? What was Eminem name on Eight Mile B Rabbit? Mm-hmm. How can you be mad at somebody who B rabbits themselves? He literally talked about himself, and then he called at everybody else. Shit, he didn't do it, vice versa. What the fuck do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? Right? Family Feud. That was B Rabbit. He yeah. said, "I take everything away from you." Oh, he did say that in one of them songs. Yeah. So how can you be mad at him? That's what people come to me. Even with this podcast, people will say something about me, and I'm like, "Do you hear how many times I say I'm wrong on this podcast?" All the I've even said I don't deserve my girl. A lot of shit. Who does deserve their girl? <laughs> Do girls even deserve themselves? <laughs> That's how great they are. In so many ways. I don't deserve mine more so because I know I'm coarse, bro. I'm coarse through and through. Coarse? Every, I'm coarse, man. Like like hair? I'm coarse like rough. Yeah, like like yeah. here. I'm rough. Ed- I'm rough edge, bro. For real. Well, I don't. I'm not afraid. If that's it's, it's and it's like in relationships, and not to be funny, you kind of got a little bit of it. When people get close to me, I can shut off. As I shut off too quick. You see what I'm saying? Like I shouldn't have shut you off that fast. There's been times with me and Artiz, I've shut her off, and she's like, "How can you do this to me? You act like you just didn't love me last week." And I'm like, "Uh." Uh-uh. But it's like people I don't know, like. I'm just like, hey, cool. And people be like, hey, man, that nigga, he, that's fucked up what he did. If that nigga ain't close to me, I don't care. If I don't reach out to you or respond to you after a certain period of time, I didn't care enough. Of course. Like, if I didn't respond to you I this go around, I didn't care enough. No, I can't. Bro, I'm going I'm to be straight up 100 with you, dog. And this ain't even because you're here. My girl will call me and say bullshit when she listens to this, if I'm not honest. The whole time you and Gary was gone. May have had some issues at the beginning, but bro, it was countless times that I used to tell Arteezy, I feel like I got fucked because I lost two friends that I got connected to through a podcast that they're no longer on. It was so many times that I talked about how great your conversation was or how great Gary's conversation was. I didn't hang out with Gary much like me and you did, but just how cool we were and things. And she was like, yeah, he used to be your best friend. When when it started, she was like, y'all was going out for drinks every Friday and I thought we were still doing what we was doing, but I had got so accustomed to having or feeling a friendship. Something that I hadn't felt. I had other friends, you know, my runny and other, you know, people like that. But it was like, I didn't see them all the time. Me and you were two single dudes in Dallas around the same age. Most people around our age, they either got girls, they married. And if they they have girls are married, they can't get out. The girls dictate what they do because yep. they've done so much wrong. They just can't come out. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you tame the savage is what it is. And... I could be tamed. I just don't want to. I don't. I'm not gonna be no house dog. I'm a. I'm a fucking house dog. I'm a. If you was a house dog, you wouldn't be here. I'm like Murph. But you know what though? Your girl cool though. 
Yeah, that's why it's easy. People. That's what I'm saying. It's like you may not come over here, but it's like, well, she may want me to be here tonight, but you can come through. We smoked cigars last week, and he was like, "Hey, come by the house." And I was like, "Okay." I was thinking your place. Joe was too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but but when you said that, I was like, "She cool." In my mind, I was thinking, "She cool with that." And then it went back to hearing B talk about it at the restaurant, saying, "How cool is your girl to be a dentist and make money?" And but you don't even know she makes whatever because she's so humble and willing to let people be in her place sure. and just and just chill. Yeah, she's always had that vibe. Maybe I'm a little biased. She's my dentist, so. Yeah, she's mine too. So you better not say nothing bad. So you know, I'm maybe being a little biased. But. Yeah, she she told me I probably shouldn't say this. It's funny though. Nah, I shouldn't. No, she said it when she has kids. Uh, one of her threats will be if you don't, you know, stop acting up. I'm gonna bust your teeth out of your mouth and then put them back in. I said, oh, your kid, the kid. Yeah, to the child. I said, yeah, I like that. Because she can do it. Because she can do it. She can do both of them. They never she know. Can, she can take them out and put them back in. Oh, man. God, man, to get to that point of... Uh, well, she, she's not going to do that. That was just Of course not. I saw know, a kid. When I went and got my Popeyes today, I literally, and I did, I put it on Snapchat. All I heard, I had my windows cracked a little bit, getting ready to get my food, and I just heard like a smack. And then I look over to the right at this Bell Buns place, and it was this dude, and he hit his little girl on the ass. Like, he hit her so hard, he knocked her shoe off, bro. And he didn't put the bitch back on. He knocked it off after hitting her, picked her up. She had to have just turned two. She couldn't have been a week away from two and oh my know girl. And I was like, why is he open palm hitting her? To me, I felt like it was child abuse. Started to get it on Snap, but he was already walking in the building. Good God. What's going on out of here? I don't know. These streets what is, is getting wild. Out here. I don't know, bro. I don't know what's in these streets. Everybody's losing their mind. Artiza says she just got a gun pulled on her the other day. Driving in traffic, dude wouldn't let her over. She had to get over to get on the exit. She's like, he rolled the back window down and pulled a gun on her and pointed it out the window. And she was like, God, thank you. And I said, why didn't you call me? She's like, we were into it. I tell you, the stories you hear nowadays are just like, it's like calamity, man. Where the world is going. I mean, like, they say the world coming opioid to the epidemic. And it's bad. You know, people, thousands of people are dying. It's right? bad. It's bad. Well, what's going on? Why do people feel this despair? Bro, this is a system. This is, this is the way it's always been. It's always been this way. But you, you think about racism and what's going on right now and what's been happening. Just backtrack. Not to be funny, you don't even got to go back 30 years. Go back 10. Go back 20 with Rodney King. Go back 30 and 40 where it's like in 50 with Martin Luther King. Like shit ain't went nowhere. Well, we would like to think that it's gotten better, but really, we're going through the same fucking shit. Niggas, going niggas was fucking white girls things. back then. They just can walk out in public now. Well, I, you know, I think there. I think there's more opportunity if you if you want to live a different life. True. One. I think this is, you know, there is a system. There is a system. And it's working. And, you know, it is both through policy and through just, you know, society, you know, whatever. They just passed a law for you could carry a machete. That's what I mean. I mean. Motherfucking a wheelchair said we can carry guns. He should be the last person that wants us carrying guns. Well, I don't. (laughs) I'm just saying, man. Shit, just some of this stuff ain't adding. It just ain't adding up, bro. Well, and black people, we are not protecting ourselves enough. I don't think, bro. 
I agree. I mean, I can't disagree. I see. I see. Some people may say how. I, I think on all fronts. I mean, <clears throat> I heard a, a message where David Banner, and I think I said this on the podcast before, where he was like, white people aren't bad for being racist. He was like, we should be more racist. But he wasn't. But but listen, he wasn't meaning in the from because he explained it. He was like, I don't mean it being like ethno nationalist. Yeah, that what it is? yeah. He was just meaning like supporting each other. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Going to each other's restaurants, kind of like, yeah. uh, kind of like. Uh, see that word? I wouldn't have known in, unless she was on this podcast. Ethno nationalist. I've I've seen that word and I've heard it, but I didn't know that's what it I don't meant. Know, I might have made it up. Well, we're gonna roll with it. But it, it sounds, sounds like good. a couple of words they put together for these. Right winger, of course, you know? of course. But he was just like, we should support each other more. He, yeah. kind of like Jay Z said, you won't catch me drinking Belvedere when Pub Daddy got Ciroc. Yeah. Why? Why? Or just like I saw the meme where it's like, yeah, and it, and it's like a meme where people are saying, um, you gonna share and reblog like a funny video or whatever, but you got a friend with a business that you don't even support or share or whatever. Now some some of y'all businesses are shit, but some of them are good. But I think you should know when some of your shit is shit. But some of them are good. He rapes. <laughs> fucked up, you have to say. And then he saves. That's but he saves more than that. he rapes. Uh, I ain't black. I'm OJ. <laughs> okay. That's Jay-Z album. I got to go back to it. I'm sorry. That OJ part, that's okay. That's kind of how we do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When if a, if you if you be like, hey man, I want to rock these shoes. What you think? And I'm like, nah, bro, I ain't feeling them. And you like, damn, bro, they go with this sh- this shirt. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna pull all those. Okay, <laughs> that's that's the Jay Z I got, bro. It helped me out in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. yeah I think we always have an opinion, man. I think. Yeah. If you don't have a negative opinion coming towards you, you're not successful, bro. You're not successful enough. Jay-Z is just amazing. I mean, Jay-Z drops an album after his wife drops Lemonade that makes you think even more than Lemonade did. He admitted to all the faults. All the faults. You know? He submitted to himself to Beyonce. Yep. He's got three kids now. They got twins. Oh, man. Mm. Twins in. What do you think about the people who are mad? Because, you know, Jay-Z cheated, Beyonce stayed, and you have people saying, <laughs> people that's like, she done for staying, but it's like, what? but it's the bitches who are single, yeah. with no man, and nothing. Look, look, Hil- Hillary stayed. When did cheating become the thing that you're supposed to leave for? I don't know, man, look. <laughs> nothing is guaranteed. Hil- all, Hillary stayed and almost was president. Yeah. And he and and you know what you know one of them questions when like if your girl cheated you know on TV they be like was his dick bigger than mine and shit like that <laughs> he got his dick sucked and she didn't even have to ask did she swallow it was only a little spot on the dress where the rest of it at oh god public humiliation and public. she stayed worldwide nationwide yeah. Yeah, yeah and she stayed what is you bitches talking about yeah Hillary. What is what did you talk? That don't make her less of a woman. Ask your her. grandparents. I tell people all the time though. Ask your grandparents that have been married sixty years. You think your granddaddy didn't do nothing? The only difference between niggas in that time and niggas now is niggas cheated and they knew how to keep it out of the daylight. Now niggas just out here doing what the fuck ever, not caring, 
It was a meme out where the nigga said, when I want to break up with my girl, I just leave my phone on lock and go with God. <laughs> That's real shit, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not living that. Yeah. My girl knows my code. Yeah. I don't even have a code on my phone. Well, I, yeah. Well. It's one of those things where I'm a person where I'm like, you should trust me. I should trust you. I don't go through your shit. You don't go through mine. But if you go through mine, you're pretty much going to get yourself in trouble. Yeah, you're right. So I'm not gonna leave it open. And then the thing about it is, you always know when a girl goes through your phone. Yep. You all, even if there's nothing in there. Yeah. They will make something in there. You know how you gonna know when you walk out of the bathroom? Cause niggas don't leave their home at their phone at home for a whole day. If we do and we realize we left it, we'll come back. We'll come back on lunch. We're gonna get the phone. So it has to be when we walked in the bathroom or in the room or did something for at least 30 seconds to a minute. That's all they need to just pop and go through. And when they do it, I'm pretty sure they probably open it up, go straight to messages. And which bitch name sounds white or the sexiest? And I'm pretty sure. So when they go through it, you're going to come back out. Their aura is going to make you be like, are you okay? <laughs> and then, of course, they're going to be like, yeah, I'm straight. <laughs> Okay. So then the vibe for an hour is still fucked up, and you're like, you sure you're okay? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm all, why do you keep asking me that? I told you I'm okay. And then maybe when you get ready to go to bed, when it's at peace, when peace is there, that's when they be like, so who is so-and-so? And it's like, nigga, didn't I just ask you three hours ago what was wrong? Now you wait for I get ready to lay my head on my pillow and go to bed to, to talk about this? What does she mean, hey? Beat her to the punch. Right when you sense it, say, oh, I'm getting tired. <laughs> say, so you I'm can just tired. expedite the whole process. Yeah, I'm expediting because I don't want to waste this three hours. <laughs> That's true, bro. I'm going to be like, oh. My girl has went through my phone once. And I told her, you got one more time. And you're out of there. Yeah, that's a deal. I mean, that could be a, it that's could be a, a deal, deal breaker. breaker. And it's not, it's not about nothing to hide. It's just respecting my privacy. Now, granted, yeah, you know, privacy. I may have given her but some you have to, to you think. have to give that up. Ask me first. You when can, you get married, you have to give it up, man. No privacy. How? Why? There's no fucking privacy in marriage. I don't agree with that. I mean, well, you know Fuck, what? Fuck, man. I think it has to be privacy. You got to have a guy's room, a guy's well, sure. night. sure. I mean, yeah. But you I mean see. just having codes and whatever. What do you think about people who don't share bank accounts? Look, man. It's 2017. I, I don't care. I've had my last two girls, including Ortiz, have told me we ain't sharing bank accounts. And I was like, I'm cool. I ain't never did that before. You ain't got to flex on me and show me you got that money, bitch. <laughs> you ain't swearing. Okay, right, right. Calm down. You know that's a real question. It though. is a real question, bro. How do you how do you do this merger? How that, do you merge this that, life? And then I ask, do you swallow? Well, God, damn, I got to get to the business. You I need that? to know your credit score, and then I need to know if you swallow. <sighs> Just saying, bro. If your credit score, if you're over thirty, your credit score is not over six fifty. Work on it. You got to work on it. Nobody likes to make if you are under 650, you're a financial loser in everybody's eyes. Work on it. I didn't even have credits about four years ago because I never used a credit card. I bought everything cash and did my little hustling. So I never whatever. So it was like when I went to really start trying to be legit and it was like, yeah, so you want to get a car? Well, that, it's at 502. And I was like, is that good or bad? And he was like, it ain't good. I was like, oh, shit. Well, let me get on this because I never really use credit. And now that I have, I actually fucking hate it. 
Credit know? is a fucking setup. Well, I mean, it's absolutely it's it helps like the you. system you talked about. Yes, it's a part of the same system. It drives <laughs> it drives it drives the economy in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, right? I mean, for people who don't use credit cards, if you get one, just try not to get a credit card that's over a thousand. Because if you max out at a thousand, you're gonna have to pay them that thousand back, and then you're gonna be paying like another thousand or two thousand depending on if you pay on time or you late yeah is interest interest, is interest, is, is interest accruing yeah, this is what i want you guys interest. to know for who don't know about credit car payments credit and car payments for real any kind of payment like credit card bill if you go past okay if they say your bill is due on the 7th but you don't accrue a late fee to the 23rd 15 days later or have whatever that number is you start accruing interest after the 7th so if you pay your monthly bill of $150 and you waited 15 days, if you are accruing 22% and you got a certain bill and it's $24 that you're paying on that percent, that means every seven, every day you're paying 24 extra dollars. So after seven days, you're paying roughly seven, almost a hundred extra dollars. And that hundred dollars, 150 you pay them only 50 went towards the actual principal. Bill. Yeah. That's why it's a billion yeah. dollar industry. <laughs> you described it. And it's and regardless of how much money you have, people end up living that life. Yeah. But that I mean, look, people invest in that and they make returns and those big returns help drive the economy, too. Now, tell me how that because see, that's something, you know, I don't know. Because see, they, look, they invest in the like initiative the, the, credit card, the people like, that reinvest the the wealth of cash. I mean, to an extent, they don't have to. Right. Yeah. They already have <laughs> the means. So. To an extent, that drives the economy as well, yep. is the investment piece, like, you know, allocating funds. Yeah. Who allocates it? Do, do you get taxed more and the government allocates it, or do they cut taxes and they give people more money to invest? Because if you give them more money, they're going to spend more money. They're going to invest, invest, they're going to yeah, spend yeah. it. Yeah. But it's really, true. the investment piece is what drives, I mean, it drives it, man. That's, look, why look at, that's why the government doesn't trip, really, when it comes around the tax season, either. You're gonna give it all back, niggas especially. We or gotta look, get man. Taxes are a motherfucker, but it just goes with it. If yeah. you make the most money, you fight to get as much back. Very true. Because I'm, I tell you what, if the government gets the money, it, it can end up anywhere. This is a question that somebody posed to me the other day. I think it was my barber. He's like, "How are we in debt as a country when we make our own money? How?" How the fuck are we in that when we have the fucking plates to make a million right now if we wanted to? Well, we do. That's what I'm saying. And the taxes. We pay taxes on clothes, cars, your living, food, everything. Right. That's why weed is phenomenal. You want an eight an ounce, you go get a nigga 60, you fucking walk away. The nigga don't say, that'd be sixty two ninety nine. Like, right. It's 60. There's no tax. 60 even, walk away. Well, look, I tell you, Texas, to an extent, is pretty good on not taxing the shit out of you, right? Yeah, but it seemed like they do. When I look at my check and I see $400 gone, I'm like, But you don't have... So, state tax in other states is, like, on top of what they're already... Already taken. Right. So, we don't even do that. L.A. does that, right? Oh, shit, yeah. California taxes you, then L.A. taxes you. So, you're paying a lot of taxes. That's ridiculous. So, I think... What is it, 8% here? Yeah, 8%. What is it in L.A.? Well, see, in L.A., it's an income tax. So your monthly income that you get for work. You pay a monthly income tax? Oh, yeah. Oh, the exact man. same as the government. Uh, sorry, California. I'll keep tax. visiting y'all. 
I've been trying to move out there the last two years. Supposed to been going next week. I had to cancel it because I got something else. I'm going. Yeah, in the August, government but. taxes you the same as. Yeah. Look, it drives revenue, man. I don't know how Texas is able to sustain. Bro, they got some their system. Hand. I mean, not to tax Texas, people. Texas, you know, they have it's, always looked at themselves good. as a country it's on its good. own. They look at themselves as a country. That's right. why they treat Texas treats themselves as they're their own country. That's why they're so fucking arrogant out here. Well. And anybody who's come from like I had some friends who moved here from Boston a couple of years back and it was like it's beautiful here. And I was like, What do you mean? It's like the streets are clean, it's not a lot of graffiti. You really only see graffiti. Well, you know, graffiti used to be a crime. Now they're allowing it's people Yeah, they're like allowing people to paint this paint this whole gentrified area. Just graffiti it up. Let the niggas out of jail who went to jail for graffiti. Let the niggas out of jail who went to jail for selling weed. Let them out. What they in there for? That sounds like the get down. Let him out. That was a good show. Good show. Very good show. Uh, what's that Smith boy name? Jaden. He's in amazing shape. He's a great actor. He really, he ain't even in his daddy's shop. At, at his dad at that age wasn't even close to what Jaden is now. I don't know, man. That's a good argument because Jaden is getting to be like 20, 21. He's on his own, bro. But when Fresh Prince came out, how old was Will Smith? I guarantee. I mean, he shot up like a, like a rocket, right? And then I think it's one of his first movies after the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was Independence Day. Yep. That's when he broke away because he was like, "Damn, this is box office." Yeah. Yeah. But what he was making in a year, he was getting in a he couple of months. He was the highest paid actor. He was getting twenty, 20 plus. A movie. I think yeah, because I was gonna say that's the, the maybe forty. That's the threshold. I think it's 20 to say, you know, for especially male actors to be like, you're that elite. That Speaking elite of that, did you see James Harden? 58 million guaranteed a year. No, it's not. Not a year. A yes. Year? No, it's not a year. Let me, let me, I was going to say Siri. James Harden's new contract. What the James report. The Rockets is the rich. Yeah, it say the rich is in the NBA, which means he passed Steph Curry's two hundred. God damn, he ain't worth that, bro. Harden is going to get fifty-seven million a year, guaranteed. If somebody told me right now, if just if, if somebody called me and said, "Hey, this your agent. We was just able to get you fifty-seven million a year, guaranteed." Right now, with my whole life, I'm gonna say, "Hey, mom, I got you." Uh, Artesia, I need at least two months off. She gonna be like, two months off what? I need two months off this relationship. Man, I need two months off. I need, I need life back. <laughs> I need two months off. I gotta get in these streets, man. Dallas needs me. These hoes. Houston need needs him. <laughs> these hoes need me. <laughs> these Houston needs Jake Harden. I gotta get out in these streets. Fifty-seven million. Fifty-seven bro. mil. But see, that's the thing that uh, what's the name was talking about? Um. And he just signed a $250 million Adidas contract uh, last year, the year before. But what I love about the NBA, which is why a lot, a couple years ago, I had to look up the article, which is why a lot of those white dudes, and I'm calling it like I said, I ain't saying the commission of the NBA and the commission, uh, you know, whatever, of, of college. That's why they were getting mad with that one and done and skipping college shit. That's what I was like, these motherfuckers got to play at least a year and go. You're making shitloads of rich, young, black millionaires. Quick. 
quick. There's no other industry outside of the NFL and the NBA that's making black millionaires or any young millionaire that fast. These niggas within a year are going from having nothing, maybe negative, to making 10, 15, 57 million fucking dollars. Baseball too. Yes, but it's a lot of white guys in there, but I guarantee they don't like paying those minorities coming from Cuba and all that shit either than Dominican. They're paying their they, ass. They're paying them a lot. They're paying them more than they get paid the yeah, most. But they were disputing that with the NBA because they were like, we can't keep running this up through here. But this for the How much for money the, are they making if they know, can bro. pay him $57 million a year? If they pay That's him more than the CEOs of every investment bank in America. $57 million. That's crazy, bro. When they say Steph Curry's five, was it five years, 200 and some, 201 million, 200 million? Yeah, 201. He's getting 40 million a year. 57. And then he comes with 58. How can they do that? And he's in Texas where we just talked Look, about Watch Texas. how people talk about James Harden's contract. It's going to be a Mr. Harden. Just watch how people talk about him. I, think I always it's gonna, listen because yeah. they always talk very distinctly when they hear about uh, bro, getting yeah. money. Yeah. They're like, this nigga getting 57 mil. Better, Y'all got to get. He better clean his nose, though, bro. He got to keep his nose clean. 57. At 57 million, he can't have that basic-ass white chick That's in his bed 17 like he was million more. Shit. Yes. Calculate How much is LeBron worth? Well, this is the thing about it. LeBron is already a billionaire. He signed a, yeah, a billion-dollar contract with Nike for the rest of his life. To How get much money million. does Nike have? But think about this. Exactly. To give him a Billion for the rest of his life. $20 million pretty much for the rest of his life. But think about this, bro. A year. Oh my God. He got that 20 for the rest of his life. On top of that, he got his $24 million a year contract with the NBA, which probably is going up. He's to going be crazy up. Numbers. He's got to get 60. Yeah. He needs, he needs He's the best seven. player. He needs 100. He probably needs a billion. And which is strategic for him when he said to uh, about Steph Curry when he tweeted and he was like, "What's up? They need to be paying him more because he knows if they paying Steph Curry two hundred million, they paying James Harden fifty seven million. LeBron is com- like you said. The fact of the matter is, LeBron is the reason the NBA is worth what it is. Is right now. Period. Period. And he switched the game up by employing his friends. Now more niggas are doing this shit. I think KD has done that shit. You saw Russell Westbrook talking about his brother graduated from um, his master's. Yeah, but not to be funny, I'm his, even though his brother may have gotten in academically or whatever the case may be, to have that financial backing, to be able to go to school and know that I'm pretty sure Russell was like, hey, here go 10K or here go whatever. To be able to go, that's what we need to be doing to create wealth. And that's what... The, the NBA is creating wealth for black communities, but I, Absolutely. I really, and the NFL, but I really, but it's at a price too, though. Yeah. But, and, and they're making quadruple that. Yeah. But more, I want more. black, all black players, black people, because a lot of people probably be like, well, we can't be as rich as LeBron. We can't invest that, but you can invest something. I, I literally, what, three years ago, I invested, or however long ago when Facebook did their first, they did the IPO and they opened up their stuff. I bought stock in them. I bought stock in Nike. Buy stock in the shit that you purchased from. And it ain't going nowhere. When you get this income tax check for five grand, don't go buy no shoes. Nike be having stocks at like 75%, you know, $75 before it jumped back up. You go in and you get a grand and you buy all of that shit. And let keep and play the long haul. Don't take it out and catch that 25% interest over your motherfucking head. Mm-hmm. I had to do that shit one time and I was like, this was not worth it. I should have left it. But you gotta leave it. Gotta leave that shit. But see, that's the thing about it. You gotta put people. more in it. You do. Because that you, will protect your taxes. Yeah. You got to. 
But people don't know that, man. That's one of them. We we need to literally sit down and have a conversation about finances because I think that's where a lot of black people struggle because, for one, we don't talk about it. And then for two, which is why I'm transparent a lot of times on the podcast, like, bro, it just because you got money or you're making a good amount, you're buying things to live and uphold that lifestyle, which means you need that money and you need some more because that shit going to keep going up. When people be like, oh, he's a millionaire, but he probably got a $5 million house. Two million dollar car. He got an agent. Two million dollar car. You know, baby bought that car for like uh, the the new Bentley. The shit that Bentley truck is like two mil. If you soup it up, man, it's got to be a plane. If you soup it up, bro. Two mil. Yeah. Mm mm. I looked at a Bentley one time. It was one point five mil, and it was a two thousand and twelve. Because of everything that it came. What with. the, f- Jesus. But you know what I did, Rob? One time I was I literally guess driving. I making 57 mil a year. And they ride differently, bro. No bullshit. I don't know if I've told this story in a podcast, but when I first moved here, I was in Arlington, and I was going into Dallas, and I was driving. I, at that time, I had like a little Ford Taurus. I was driving that bitch, and literally, it was like a car pulled up beside me as we were driving on the interstate, and I literally felt like I was going backwards. And when I looked over, it was a Rolls Royce Phantom. It was Royces, yes. It was rolling so smooth. I yes. was like, "And are we floating? Or what? Like, I'm not one. even. I'm not even in that bitch. I've driven one. Swear that shit's smooth. I drove one in L.A. I was I was like the butler. Yeah. Sidecar was an app was doing a black car service. Yeah. This guy I know from the Air Force Academy had a chauffeuring service and it had a Rolls Royce Phantom. That bitch is smooth, bro. It's like. You're driving a spaceship. Like they say, it's like butter, baby. It's so heavy. I mean, it's really, I mean, you own the motherfucking road. I lit, well, that's how the motherfucker was driving. I'm telling you, bro, because when I rode around, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Bro, yeah. I literally felt like my car was going backwards. That's I just crazy. slowed down and let him go. I was like, what, what, what I'm riding side by side. <laughs> I'm in this nigga's way. Go, sir. And it was a black guy, too, so it was pretty amazing. Really? Made me feel really amazing, bro. What is he doing? I don't know, but I was like, brother, wherever you got to go, I need to get there. If I would have had one, you know, back in the 80s, like Axel Foley, they take out the the um, whatever, the the siren, and they put it on the top of the car. If I would have had one, I would have escorted that nigga all the way where he needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gotten in front of that nigga and said, follow me, brother. I don't know where we're going, but I'm going to get you there. <laughs> Man. House yes, nigga, field nigga, rich nigga, pole nigga. Still nigga. Man, that's all I got is Jay Z lines. I ain't black. I'm OJ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't care what nobody say, bro. This shit go hard, man. I need wait. Hold on. I need to listen to it just one time, man. Just one time. You got two phones? Yeah. And I'm not selling drugs. I have to say that. Well, I'm not. I know you don't. Other nigga, you know how many people that made assumptions when I'm out in public. Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga Still nigga Still nigga I like that second one Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga Still nigga Still nigga OJ like I'm not black, I'm OJ. Okay. House nigga, don't fuck with me. I'm a field nigga with Sean Cutlery. 
Go play what the he doing? Ha- he ain't nowhere near me. Halle Berry. He got Prince old girl. Oh yeah, she no, she ain't finding in Halle Berry. No, that's the baddest in the game. At that time. At that time, yeah. Period. And he let it go. Halle Berry's still fine. Everybody just knows she's crazy now. Yeah, because she should have stayed. He or she? She. With Eric Benet? Yeah. I think so. I do. I could see Holly Berry cheating too. I guarantee she done cheated before, bro. And he shouldn't have cared at all. Because he was doing what he did. For all the dudes out there who be cheating and then when they girl cheat, they want to move and we've been uncheated like 30 times and then she cheats that one time and it's like, fuck that, all is done. Sit the fuck down. Yeah. I had to tell one of my homeboys that. He came to me and went, oh, my wife cheated. Sit the fuck down, bro. I know 12 times at least that I'm aware of. Sit the fuck down, my nigga. Relax. My voice sounds really good in this shit. You know what? Do you hear yourself? I feel like there's an echo. That's because uh, the input makes it sound clear. Yeah. Because when you like when you actually listen to it, you won't hear it. Oh. So this is probably the most laid back podcast I've ever done in my life. Shout out to the other black podcasters in Dallas. It's getting big. Yeah. Divulge podcast. Shout out to those two beautiful young ladies. Very beautiful young ladies. Uh, oh baby <laughs> Oh baby <laughs> We used to bust it wide open on this show too Who else uh, Talking Greasy Podcast Shout out to y'all Talking Don't greasy. take it personal They only got 8 episodes up And they blew my mind They in, uh, interviewed Andrew Schultz From the Brilliant Idiots 8 shows in Congratulations to you guys Don't even know them Just saw it on Talking Greasy Podcast And I was like That's dope uh, Who else is it uh, What uh just saying radio, just saying podcast. Uh, bro, it's a lot. Oh, my homeboy, I can't forget my homeboy work at Our Heart Radio, man. The DJ, uh, Rod Wayne, he got his show with Priya, uh, and it ain't with Lady Jade. I think Lady Jade was on the last episode. The Popular Nobody podcast. Oh, that's wow. another dope podcast. So it's like they popping up. They had a oh, Good Culture podcast too. They do. The hip hop book club at the uh, Josie Records, yeah. the one I was telling you about, and they just got in the source. That's it was really in the source cool. on last month. So, I mean, it's getting oh, big man. down here. It's getting big, man. We can make it cool too. We've been making it cool. I'm not that cool, bro. We've been making it cool. See, the thing about man, it is, I like, I like, yeah, I like to hang out. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I like to hang out, you know. So. I mean, we've been making it cool. The funny thing about it is a lot of these other podcasts, some of these podcasts I've named, a lot of the people from those podcasts have reached out and been like, you've inspired me. I heard about you. I mean, clearly, like when you look at their episodes, like I don't think any of them are over 30. Right. It's like 123. It's deep. And honestly, it was bonus episodes. It was episodes that we used to do when we were together, and I just named them bonus. I didn't make them episodes. So if you count up all the bonuses, it's really like 140 shows on there. It's a lot of shows. It's a lot of goddamn shows, bro. It's been a long time, man. I, yeah, I think I'm getting musty, bro. I forgot my deodorant. I smell it. I feel it. Man, I don't. That's I don't, making me uncomfortable. I don't just smell it. We'll go throw it on. Nah, man. I'm at home. It feels good, man. <laughs> Shit, man. I like. I'm like Matthew McConaughey. I, have I a like. Lot of I like my on, smell. So I can. Nigga, I put a lot on too. I know. I'm a. I'm a sweating ass nigga. I used to date a girl She would just put one stripe And I'm like No you gonna need more than that stripe It's Texas baby It's Texas baby You gotta put some deodorant on that thing You can't walk around one stripe You be musty in 20 minutes in Texas Can't have that shit It's so hot It's hot out in this motherfucker bro It's 102 degrees I, today I, I It's ca- June 
in, mean, in the summertime, I keep her off my balls, bro. Oh, God. If you keep her on the motherfuckers, it's like wearing a jacket outside. <laughs> <laughs> on your own self, man. It's, it's not good, man. Shout out to the listeners, man. Clearly, we freestyling on this podcast. I want to shout out to the listeners for listening and sticking with me, man. Through the good and the bad. Even when you didn't know it was bad. Oh, it was bad. It was very bad. I even had people I was putting in place to replace and try to, re- man, that was the hardest part when, when you guys was gone, trying to put it together, bro. Yeah. Trying to put that shit back together. Put was the like, band back together. My nigga, shit. And then you had people coming in and then, fuck, man. Everybody's not radio talent. Look, man, I don't it's been a lot think of I'm tweets. any better than anyone else. No, but I, it's, a, it's been I a lot of tweets. I know what you mean. It's a lot of tweets that were going out. Uh, if you, you need to uh, probably follow her, too. She's called... Um, Fuck if I wasn't saying if I wasn't if I didn't wasn't trying to get it. I don't forgot. It's basically I like Twitter, man. Podcasting color. That's what it is. Yeah. So podcasting color, she has a director for all black podcasts, bro. And it's done it's like amazing to be it's a catalog of literally probably over a thousand black podcasts. Nobody even knew it was this many out there. When You're I You're on it? Yeah. Dang. She put me in the catalog, bro. I was one. Of, I felt like I was one of the first shows that she always used to talk about because she, when she first really started getting into business, she always was retweeting us. We got a lot of followers from her because I think she's in Denver, so it's like the listenership for us in Denver picked up. It started picking up in Chicago, and she goes around to all these podcast conventions, meeting people, talking to people, and now I mean she's a brand, bro. Yeah, I was. I brought her up to say something else, but I oh that's what I brought her up to say. She was tweeting. And because she all she does is listen to podcasts to promote them. And if you listen to a podcast and you're on Twitter, just put that podcast and put hashtag Podin, P-O-D-I-N, and she'll be able to see that and like listen to it. So she was listening to some episodes. And last week, two weeks ago, she was like, I love black podcasts. She was like, but a lot of people don't have star power. And you have some people from listening to them. You can tell they're trying to be other people or other big time podcasts. And it's not working for them. And sometimes you do one good podcast but how do you follow that up? Right. Nigga, it's been times where I've done a podcast with you guys. And then I've, since I've been on my own, it's like, how do I top next week? And then I have to think to myself and say, every week is not going to be the best. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to interview somebody and it's going to just be okay. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you'll interview somebody and it's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, personality, I think. That's the biggest thing, bro. Look, I'll say this. Out of all the people that's ever recorded I think what the Breakfast Club does I is by far the most amazing. It's the because best the we've dynamic, ever seen. bro, the dynamic—it's incredible. You I, got I, DJ. I, I think they're—I think they're—I think they're a part of this cultural, you know, renaissance. Nigga, I wake up and I watch them. I don't watch the news. Because first of all, they're gonna give me the rundown of the news. They talk about Trump, and they give you just enough to understand and be like, ah, Trump. Get the news, be knowledge, you know, informed, and move on. But even when they move on, in any given episode, you can have, you know, Kodak Black or Twenty One Savage, or you can have Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. Um, what's that Arthur name? Michael Eric Dyson. Michael Eric Dyson, and then uh, he has like not, uh, not the Doctor. What's Farrakhan? that Doctor guy? Uh, yeah, Farrakhan. He done had Dr. Oz, Gary Dr. V. Oz. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Gary V. Yeah, he got a lot of people on there. Gary Vaynerchuk is somebody I would like to talk to just because he talks so much about business. And sometimes he talks so fast, I'm like, this is bullshit. But when you really listen to him, he's telling straight up truth. 
and the shit is real. It's just because he's, you know, he got that city slicker talk fast mentality. So you'd be like, most time when people talking that fast, they trying to sell me some shit. But if you sit down and listen to his podcast, he making it happen. And it's working. Literally. I don't know. The podcast, though, um, the best thing I tell all the podcasts, other people who are doing it is be consistent. Whether people come or go, be consistent because people come back around. And I've had text messages and emails. And when I first got on Blog Talk, I told a story when Gary, uh, I was going to say Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> they ain't called me. I don't forgot the dude's name, but it was a guy, a producer at ESPN who reached out for Blog Talk. Mm. And he emailed the, the Reality is uh, email, and Artesia saw it. And when she sent it to me, I was like, oh, Jay Soderberg, that's his name. So when I saw the email from his assistant, I was like, this is bullshit. There's so much spam out here. I was like, I don't believe this shit. And then when I came through and we had the, you know, we had the conference call and Artesia did all the work. I tell people all the time, I'm just the, I'm just the, the personality. She's the brains. And made the shit work they did the agreement and he was like this is a paid platform but what you have and all the podcasts i've listened to he was like from the people you've had on from the people you worked with and doing it on your own we don't have this on our platform and they have other black shows and i've listened to some of them but i don't know why and maybe these people are not doing it but i always say this why is it that us as black people we always look to do or mimic things like white people it seems if that makes sense. It's like we it's like what we see as perfection or good or good enough is when we do it on the white people. Like I'm not black, I'm OJ. He crossed the color line. Kanye West, he's black and he got money and he think because he's prominent now, you get accepted into certain rooms. You may get into a certain room, but that don't mean you're in that circle. Yeah. You know, I think yeah, that's classism. <laughs> you know, you want acceptance, but you you're really never but then, peop- look, our guys are starting not to care anymore. And we shouldn't. Jay-Z doesn't care. The best thing Puff that could have da- happened Puff to Daddy's black people. Puff a billionaire. The best thing that could have happened to black people is Obama. And yeah. what I say by that is He's it wouldn't helped. be no Black Lives Matter. It wouldn't be no, no movement God, like no. it is right now, bro. It wouldn't no. be none of this. But it was the way they attacked him and the country came together. And as black people were slain. We can't. I don't think I've ever seen in my lifetime us come together the way we've come together. The key like now a, is it's staying a cultural together. Cultural renaissance. That's necessary. Yeah. You know, you look at the last time we had a cultural renaissance. I think like that was the '60s. You know, <coughs> this is our movement. <laughs> yeah, but what, I mean, what we're fighting is nothing near what they are. No, hell no. So that's things why are moving in the right direction. It's moving in the <coughs> it's moving in the right direction. I also think that I wish that, like we talked about when we smoked cigars last week, being cool, understanding each other, and actually helping each other out, and not talking about it. And I think a lot of us have good intentions, but the execution is key. The things that I look at, the things that we think about doing. Freddie made a at the at your house last Friday. He made a great statement. He was like, you "Don't take, say that. He Don't said, give him credit." He said, "You take seven families." Shout out to Freddie. I know you be listening because every like time Freddie. I come in, he tell me something from the podcast and say the reality is Freddie is a man. Freddie is a. He a, introduced me to my wife. Oh yeah, that, that's how. I'm, yeah, but you know what? Did you have any? Now let's go back. And this is a podcast with no script, so we just going with it. When I first saw Candace, it was at the brunch. Yeah, it was a beautiful brunch. It was a beautiful brunch. That was a man. It was it was good. You had the tables out. 
everything. The drinks, mimosas didn't. You know, ain't nothing Chef worse than J. going Rock. to a party and the alcohol runs out. Didn't the alcohol didn't run out? Yeah. The food didn't run out. A chef, although be it he your friend, he didn't have to fly from L.A. He is a chef, been on TV shows out in L.A. and everything. Flew out and cooked. So it wasn't just a nigga standing over the stove or ordered food. A nigga, a, a chef. And I saw her and I. Yeah, she looked like an angel. Did you know then? Yeah. I had, that was like one of the, the uh, first Tell, few dates. That's what I can say. It was first within few the first dates, time. I was like, I mean, yep. tell me about her. I knew since the first few dates. But that was the first time I had actually like, met her. When I made the decision, it was quick. You could ask, you could ask the guys. I said, I'm going to do this. You could ask Charles Wells. Okay. You know Charles. Shout out Charles, man. You can ask Charles, Charles Bukowski. Ch- Chuck. <laughs> I described it to Chuck, and the first thing he said was, why are you not married yet? He talked to her for the first time. God, man. He talked to her and he said, he said, boy, I should slap you upside <laughs> your head, boy. It's tough, though, bro. I think, I mean, people ask that He's, now. He said, man, Oof. look. It's tough, man. I knew very early. She has a good spirit, though. She has a glow, though. A glow. It is literally a glow. It's not just the blonde hair and her being light skinned and, and that the kind red of lipstick. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, but it's like she, she does. She does. It's like yeah, she has the skin complexion that goes great with like different bright hues of lipstick and then the blonde hair. Yeah, it's but fantastic. when she speaks, it's like her smile is amazing. Oh, and then man. she's just a cool person. Her like, smile better be amazing. When I, and she's a dentist. <laughs> when I went there for the first time and she was working on my teeth, she was just really like she was working on my mouth and then she was just talking to me like. I think I had only seen her, met her like three times. And then she knew I knew you. So when I came in there, it was like, hey, how's Christian? I was like, you're doing good, man. What about, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, it would, I literally started feeling like if I just bent over right now, you was working in my mouth as a dentist, talking as a friend. That's when you know you got to, you know what? All my dentist payments was on time. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, plus, you know, it's like I knew her, but then I was like, man, she earned this money. Let me go and pay this 150 and 175. One. Payments was on time. Normally, if I get a dentist, any medical bill, I pay the motherfuckers when I want to. They rich already. Yeah, well. I get it to you when you want to. <laughs> insurance paying for it. We paying insurance, really, but it's still, you don't want to, you know, I don't want to be cool with her. And then she's like, send that nigga this 30 day notice. Insurance is a motherfucker, it is, man. bro. It's a ripoff. I mean, you have to sustain health insurance and dental insurance. Dental can be more important, but neither are necessary, I think, if you live a better lifestyle, which is something that I've been driving towards. Candace has been helping me. Yeah. But it's like when you live a better lifestyle, you never need the you dentist. You really don't. We really you don't, don't need the doctor because your body's I'm going to be honest with you. Running like nigga, it I don't go. You can, I mean, you already know. I don't go to the dentist every six months, bro. Well, I'm even saying beyond that, like yeah, I know. if you, you know, if you lived, I mean, God, if you stopped eating these processed foods, foods candies, sugars, and you know, it's floss. like floss. I met a girl that was so fine and we was tweeting one time and she said, some, somebody said something about floss. Oh no. You know how people tell a story of their own life. And I was just looking at the timeline and she's like, went to the doctor today and he asked me, when's the last time I floss? And I said, never. I immediately called her and I said, what are you talking about? She's like, I don't floss. And I was like, when you eat a rib, you ain't got a floss. When you eat brisket, chicken, rice, yeah, you don't floss. Uh, yeah, you got. I mean, you bitch, you supposed to have gold when they plaque when they get your shit is probably plaqued up. 
Like Martin, you say plackety plack. Yeah, we want more of those people. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't need that. And she was beautiful. She is beautiful. But God damn it, your teeth cannot be that. Cannot. Forget it. Oh, I'm sorry, ended. man. No, I fine. was just like, look at my guy. Look what he wrote. All right. That's a good that's a good man. See, that's what you need. That's a good man. I'm out here trying to find my nigga. I really am concerned about him. Look, man. I'm trying to find him. My oh, I'm going to bleep this. It's going to be bleeped. Oh, God. I actually love bleeping stuff. You be talking to me like, beep, sounds so professional, bro. Yeah, but. And then they're going to go back and listen to this, and they're going to be like, beep, and they going to be hurting it. I have people texting me or emailing. They're like, what was you saying on there? I can't tell you, bro. <laughs> beep. And then I go back, and I'm listening. I'm like, this shit sounds amazing. And people going to listen well, to it while we talk. the shit like, out of me. Believe it, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I say. I do that with a lot of people. A lot of people, they come on, their name is out there. But if they're saying somebody, I only use bleeps if somebody's saying somebody's name. Or if they're like, I don't want to say prestigious, but if they're well-known, they'll be like, bleep some of the cuss words. And I'm like, all right, I got you. Yeah. You know. And everybody, come on. Can I cuss? Please. Have you listened to this motherfucker? You can definitely cuss on this thing. I mean, you could talk about anything. Anything. And you we're know, not even a part of any radio station. No, nothing. It is wide open, you know, uh, unfiltered. But so many people are so used to hearing like a FCC regulated type show. So, all right, you know, people just want to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to name this podcast. The No Script Podcast. No, not the No Script. That's kind of cheesy. The Commando podcast. We well, don't have no draws on. I do have underwear on. That was gay. Bleep you that me. out. You have hit my foot a couple times. Bleep like, that out, man. I have times. not hit your foot. I have hit yours. And I'm Bleep like, oh, it shit, out. I want to feel like we playing foot since. <laughs> Bleep that shit out. Take it out. <laughs> what minute is this? I'm at uh, one minute, one hour. So around uh, one hour and fifth minute, I'll start going there. Because I think that's when we started <laughs> saying some things that we may need to bleep out. You know? Shout out to my job. I know y'all be listening. People be telling me. I'm li- I know y'all listening. I don't know which one of y'all motherfuckers, but I know y'all listening. <laughs> my manager's cool, though. But they be like, yeah, we know. We be listening. Kind of spicy. Man, it's spicy. It's muy caliente. <laughs> <laughs> See, you been, I been, we've been gone, and you've gone straight buck wild. I, I mean, I listened to a few podcasts. Straight off the chain, bro. And there is no filtering. Somebody asked I f- me. I was the filter. Yeah. I filtered a lot of shit. <laughs> Somebody asked me what they say. They was like, uh, what are these people? Because, you know, I had the Arthur come on. I had Dr. Cat Smith come on. Uh, two university professors come on. And they were like, how do you get these people on with the way you talk? I was like, the first thing that these people say to me, which shocks me, we love your candidness. Because the thing about it is people say this shit all the time. They just don't say it in public. I think it was who was the one who just died? Was it Bar- did Barbara Walters die? No, who was Joan? Uh, Joan? Um, what's her name? Joan Rivers. Yep, the one who died. She, I don't it, know that she. I'm not. I don't know if she died. She is dead. This is the one I'm talking about who died. Who used to do those e uh, red carpet thing? Like she died. Yeah, bro. she did. Yeah, she died like two Where? years ago. Oh, and wow. I remember they showed a video of her, and and she was. I think she's dead. Now you're making me question myself. Oh no, she's man. dead, bro. Joan Rivers is dead. That's what I'm gonna name the podcast. Joan Rivers is dead. That's perfect. They're going to be like, what the fuck? Get that little clickbait. Check. Joan Rivers dead. I bet you. $5. I bet you on it. Beep. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. 
Nigga, you typing slow to the motherfucker right now. Joan Rivers. She dead, ain't she? Died at 67. I ain't looked it up yet. I'm about to look. Hold yeah. on. She dead? I didn't know. Yeah. How old was she when she died? That was last year. Yeah. <laughs> she was a sassy one. And what she said, yes. And what she said was, they was like, how did you... 81? Oh, she had that plastic surgery. She was old. Yeah, because I was still looking at her like, damn, she fuckable. I take the mouth. I always take the mouth, bro. When in doubt, take the mouth. 87, man. She's old, man. You don't think she probably was loving them young dudes? You know old white women love a good nigga, though. Old white women, they love a good nigga. They be wanting to say, boy, come here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But Joan Rivers said... They asked her, how did you get so rich? And she said, I got rich by saying what everybody else thought or wanted to say. I just said it. Right. Nigga, that's what I do. Yeah. I say what a lot of niggas want to say, black people. And I'm never going to stop saying nigga, man. That's never going anywhere. Well, that's a good word. I mean, that's a great word. What what would music be without nigga? What would a good joke be? What would letting somebody know you're not playing anymore without keep playing? Keep fucking playing, nigga. Look, Migos are probably the most popular guys. It wouldn't be no Migos without niggas. It's called YRN, Young Rich Niggas. That's Uh, how cool. They're they're Young Rich Niggas. We took a word and empowered it in our own way and used it how we want. Billionaires because of that word. If you do not like it, think about what we've done with this word. I love the Eric Michael Dysons and everybody else, but I don't agree. Niggas with attitude. Where would the culture be without that album? Lord. Where would we be without niggas in Paris at that time when niggas was in Paris? You gotta have a song with a, with a nigga in it. What would porn be without a white woman saying, oh, I want this nigga dick? <laughs> Where would the world be? <laughs> yeah, this nigga has no filter. <laughs> Oh, that's be? that old race slave porn. <laughs> Where would it be without it, man? I'm just saying, bro. I mean, it's there. It's there if you want it, nigga. The '99 jersey, you know, they'd be like NI, and it's like the '99, nigga. So much shit would be. America wouldn't be America without nigga. It wouldn't. And just like Jadena said, there's white niggas too. Don't get it twisted. Believe me. The, the the dictionary says nigger nigger is an ignorant person. It's some ignorant fucking white people out there. Y'all can be niggas too. That's what I'm gonna name this podcast. White folks can be niggas too. There it go. Catchy clickbait. Gotcha. Y'all clicking on this shit right now and don't even know we talking about you. Most of my listeners are still white. White people love this shit. They do. And you know what? The thing about it is, I've even had white friends, and they'd be like, man, if I didn't know you, I would think you're racist. Why? Because you say a lot of stuff about white people. And the question I ask them, am I lying or is it true? Most of my white friends are friends who they think outside the realm of just regular whiteness. And what that means is they have an interaction with black people, so they they, they don't... only see white people for, I mean, black people for what they see on TV. Mm-hmm. So they think outside of that realm because that's how, that's the realm in which most white people think 
of blacks and Hispanics. Mm-hmm. What do you see on TV? I see a drug deal on TV. I see a kingpin on TV. I see a rapist on TV. I see uh, a killer on TV, a gangster on TV. But or we, an athlete on yeah, TV. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But we don't look at them and be like, I see a rapist, a pedophile, a thief, a killer, a killer homosexual, a crazy person, a person with an issue. They're always in therapy. Like, we don't look and say, we just be like, I mean, it's white folks. Yeah. We're used to it. Their culture is all around. Their world is all around. I don't really think they have culture, but their world is all around us. That's culture is a strong way, word. That's a great way to describe it. Culture but is I think a when, they, when the world is set, that creates a culture. True. Uh, obviously, cultures are competing on a larger level. I don't, you know, not to get into politics. Bro, I love it. But, you know, Trump did a speech at the G20 summit. Uh, yesterday or the mm-hmm. day before, and he pretty much talked about Western values and Western civilization living on. Okay. Right? So w- when you hear Western civilization, what's your first thought? Well, I'm, I was going to say how far back West we going. That's exactly right. Okay. So that's what, that's what you're talking yeah. about. Because it's the whole thing when he said a, make America you know, great again. I, like, when has it ever really been that great? Well, I think it looks, it makes us and some of the other, I guess, discriminated against you know, it makes them feel like, oh man, you know, the oppression of, you know, when, of the old is coming back. I don't know if you feel that way, but that's what I think the way they treated Obama, like you said earlier, it's awakened, you know, this resistance. Yeah. And, uh, that's, I think the resistance is more, it's more than political. It's more than ideology. It's just, Progressivism, yeah, I can see that. In the fight, right, in yeah. the fight between progressivism, which is look, the world is moving to be more progressive. It is. I went to a future concert a couple of weeks ago. I always want to go, but I just think it's too many kids in there. And that's the greatest thing to see. Yeah, to just go and look at what America is going to look like in, tw- in thirty years. True. Right. True. This is what a, it was beautiful. It was out on uh, down in Fair Park. Yeah. At the amphitheater out there. And we were just out on the grass, you know. Yeah, of course. And, you know, these kids are just having a good time. (laughs) One of the coolest things is, if you don't know, young white males wear jerseys, dope-ass jerseys to black concerts. Yeah. That's what I got out of this. We stopped wearing jerseys. Black well, people started wearing well, jerseys a long time ago. They started buying them. Yeah. And they have some dope ass throwbacks. Yeah. And they wear them with those short ass shorts. shorts yep. And some boat shoes. It's a boat shoes or some sandals, right? These guys are just. They wear what the fuck they want. I loved it. I said, look at these kids. These kids are way cooler than the people my age. Yeah. They're way cooler. Yeah. And they just living. They're just living. I think that's one thing I'm trying to get back to, bro, is just living. You know, it gets to a point when we were young, especially, I know for me as a kid, if my homeboy hit me up and it's just we hanging out and he say, hey, bro, I'm going to come scoop you up. Let's go do it. I just throw a shirt and T-shirt, you know, shorts, T-shirt on, walk out the door. Now it's like every time I leave, I'm like, okay, how can I be stylish? Man. And I see why as you get older and you start seeing older men wearing regular shirts and shorts Shit, or yeah. a polo shirt with some jeans. Like, nigga, I'm getting to a point where I'm like, hey, I don't care. I'm a grown man and I don't give a fuck about what you're talking about. I just try to keep myself in shape, but as that's getting harder too, bro. I'm getting in shape, man. Nigga, I'm trying to stay. I'm there. going rocky. It's, it's getting hard, bro. I'm getting married, man. I got to look good in this goddamn suit. What color y'all going? Y'all know yet? Man, I do. You don't want to put it out there. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I. 
I could pause it and then you could just say it. Well, shit, I'll just say it, man. We're, we're navy blue, that. okay, and gold. I can see that very regal. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I was thinking pearls, maybe. Okay, because you know I think that would be navy and pearl. Yeah. Okay, I can see that too. Like navy dresses, pearl necklace. Mm-hmm. You know, skin, I can see that. skin, uh, yeah, kind of matching, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that. no, the girls are all dark skin, right? You getting dark, bro? Well, yeah, I'm dark. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm on the darker side. I've been trying to get black. I was mowing my mom's yard this morning, and I was like, let me take my shirt off, like these white folks, see how they feel. I put my shirt back on. My, I ain't got the abs right now, so. Well, and it's I mean, it's hot. It's hot. It out was. Here. I had to take that bitch off, bro. It was too hot. Cutting the grass. I haven't done it in a while. And then my mom, after I cut the grass, she was like, here go $30. And I'm like, why would you pay me $30 to drive out here and cut your grass? First of all, she didn't tell me she was going to pay me. But she didn't want to keep paying Jose. (laughs) But you asked me to come out there (laughs) and cut the grass. And then you hand me the same money you could have fucking handed Jose. You made me drive 25 miles to come cut your grass when Jose could have cut it around the corner. Yeah, but Jose was fucking up because Jose started cutting that bitch every week, and she wanted it every two weeks. Mm. So he was thinking he was slick. He would come over. She wake up in the morning. You know, Mexicans cutting when it's dark outside. So by the time she woke up and looked out the blinds, she was like, "What in the hell?" <laughs> he had already cut the shit, and they she was like, "I didn't tell him to come. It. He don't know. Jose on the schedule. I got grass to cut. Me don't cut no grass. I don't get no green. <laughs> I gotta cut this fucking grass. No, that's not racist." I shout out to my Hispanic people. You know what's racist? And when 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 you try to well, I guess I am racist. I was about to say when white folks try to be like, hey, yo, dog, I just did the same thing. So but look. I'm not racist. It was not, a good joke. But you're not. I love a good race joke. You love you love you love these people. Yeah. That's the difference, I think, is like you can have fun and I think you can joke about race. You can, bro. You can joke about sex. You can joke about these things. Homosexuality. Yeah. In the right You can't groups. say nothing about homos no more. No you gay can't, people. but I think if you, know you get what, to build relationships with gays you know, are some with of the coolest people, with... man. Gays are some of the coolest people. No, they're the best. I mean, they are supportive. You know what I'm saying? As long as they not hitting on me, I'm cool. I did have a transvestite hit on me one time. Look, man. And he literally told Artiza, if you don't stay around him, he may get lost. And I was like, nah, bitch. Whoa. I can't be lost if I don't want to fucking join the team, nigga. Whoa. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah, he was confident. She was. What is it? Don't ask me. I saw a a man with a wig and clothes on. I don't know if he still has dick or not. And with breasts, he could stuff a bra or wear a padded bra. I don't know. He could have eight cups. I don't know if he's gay. don't know. I always look at the hands. They always trying to get rid of the dick. Get first, get rid of the shit that people can see first. Get rid of your knuckles. Get your knuckles shaved. <laughs> like your hand needs to be smooth. Man, is it that? Is it that? I mean, nigga, I, when you... I see a, a woman with big hands, I question it. I ain't never seen no woman with knuckles. <laughs> moose knuckles. The hands just smooth. Maybe bro. you have a moose knuckle nah, sometimes. Yeah, that. <laughs> but I ain't never seen no woman with like with just genuine knuckles. So when I see a man and I see big hands, especially when they bigger than mine. Oh, no. Nah, man. Come on, man. You can nah, see that. There you go. Those guys are usually like six. I'm going to tell you, foot a, porno, a porno got me shook one time, bro. Oh, God. You know, do you ever watch a porno and then you read the comments? The comments are the best. Oh. The comments are. <laughs> I've literally went on porn just to read the comments. I, it was one the other day with this white dude. The, the comment was like, young teen white girl sucking big black cock. 
So, oh the white, my God. so the white dude was like, I wish they quit putting big, you know, BBC on the on the uh, movies like black dudes and the only dudes with big cocks. And it's like, why are you watching it? Or you'll hear racist white dudes be like, uh, she's going to have a nigger bastard baby. And you'd be like, but you watching that 12 inch hit the back of that shit. Why are you, why are you watching it? Why are you How watching? are you racist when you watching and you, you commenting on the scene that's seven minutes and 12 seconds into the scene? Do you hate it that bad? Yeah, you're watching this. Are you that guy, the white guy in the corner crying and jacking off at the same time? Cuckold. I couldn't. White dudes, them white dudes who be doing that shit, that amateur cuckold shit, bro, I can't. Them niggas be into it. Niggas just be dog pounding their girl, hitting them in the mouth, hitting them in the asshole, and they videotaping it. Getting right up on, smile, honey. Like, you will never. And then it's like at the end, after all the niggas done nutted on her, then he come in with his little... (laughs) Little, <laughs> little penis and he's stroking that motherfucker till he get his out and he's satisfied his pleasure is getting his woman pleasure because he know he can't do it could you sit up on the bed in the corner with a video camera and watch niggas just go to work on your girl no god no no you'd have to have that's torture Colombians don't kill me if I owe you money tie me up in the corner and pound my girl Against her will until she starts to like it. Then that's torture. That's torture. That's real pain. I feel like I'm in a movie right now, bro. <laughs> that, is that what they're doing to your your woman? That, a, that's the next Batman? Making a not one. Yeah, you know how they do those. Uh, that would be a deep one. That would be going yeah. dark. Yeah. Batman. <laughs> if Bay was like, no, I'm really gonna take your wife. But you know, if that was a porn, it wouldn't be called the Dark Knight. It'd be called the Deep Knight. <laughs> It'd still be called the Dark Knight. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Very true. Very true. You stupid, bro. <laughs> that would be an awful, awful, just painful movie. Because some of those Batmans is just so far in despair. Which one? When the Joker. No, yeah. You remember when the Joker, he just terrorized everything. And then he went to the sea. I don't know why. Well, Bane really had it locked up. I like That was my favorite Batman. I, I, you know what? I lost respect for Batman, though, when he picked him up, did the wrestling move, and broke his back. Oh, yeah. That was tough. I, bro, Batman I, got I, his back broken yeah, I in a fair to, fight. I switched to Bane. Bane was, uh, Bane was quite the foe. You didn't know. I smell myself, bro. This shit getting stronger. I'm musty for real. I think that's what I may name the podcast. I'm musty. Man, don't name it my musty. <laughs> <laughs> don't name it. Woo. That would be a good one to go with. I, li- I know. I'm. You know what? People be like, I know sometimes when I'm doing it, people are like, why you say that shit? And I'm like, it's shit that people don't went through. You ain't never went out the house and forgot deodorant. Man, that's an awful feeling for at me church, at this point in life. Because when you smell it, you're, you're like, does somebody else smell this shit? <laughs> yeah, close proximity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I smell it. Does I'm running else? the CVS yeah. guy. I got to get out of here and get that small one. That little, that little tube. Women, uh, women's, what you call holds better than my degree, though. Women's deodorant. You know, I was just thinking about that. Oh, it's a lot better. It's a lot better, bro. I was like, man, nobody else probably has that, but it is, man. Yeah, guy, it hold better. It was a football player. I don't know if it was Antonio Brown, but it was somebody. They was interviewing somebody in the locker room. I know it was on Pittsburgh, and no, I think it was a D'Angelo, D'Angelo Williams, back when he played for them. And they asked him about it. He was like, yeah, excuse me, I'm burping. He was like, I wore women's deodorant. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, damn, I'm not the only one to do that shit. 
I tell you, it's yeah, uh, it, it, it freshens you up. I smell it too, bro. It's kind of strong. I just caught a whiff. It's like my oh yeah, that left armpit is stronger than the right one. It's very strong. Good God! You know how you masturbate? Your savage. left hand is bigger than your your arm. Left arm bigger than your what right arm. What are you talking about? People, I don't act like that. You know when people use a high school, they be like, "Man, why your arm bigger than your left or your left arm bigger than your right arm?" Man, I never actually commented on anybody's uh, forearm, but I do know, I do know when niggas is jacking off. How you know that? <laughs> you can tell <laughs> jacking off. But think about, think about, think about how nasty we think people are. But when we go into a bedroom, not I me, mean, uh, a boardroom meeting, and we shake these people's hands, you know, I know when I shake these old oh, maintenance God. managers' hands, I know they done jacked off. Yeah, they jacked off that break. Think about the women that we kiss. They done kiss somebody else. They probably done suck somebody. I know whoever comes after me with any girl, you, I done nutted in her mouth, on her back, stomach. You, you, we don't even think about this shit, but we always want to be so picky and choosy about eating food. We eating pussy. I'm eating my food off the ground. <laughs> I'm definitely eating it off the ground. If I went to pay money for it, I want that shit. I'm eating it off the ground unless it got like dirt and shit on it. Vagina, blood, secretion. Infections, bumps, razor bumps. Oh God! There's no perfect pussy. Well, well it is. It is. I've seen a few. Yeah, Ambrosia is. is pretty nice. But <laughs> you got to get to the labia, labia majora minora and looking. You got to check those lips out, bro. Yeah, man. That, that could be a deal breaker. It can, and a, if it smells too bad. Oh God, that's a, that's a deal breaker. I had sex with a girl one time, and it was, whew, bro. Oh, man. Never she fucked. Go. I never fucked again, and never even talked to her again. She gotta go. Gotta go. Didn't even tell her why. And nah. she had a kid. I felt bad, but well, I, look, the fact stay, that, stay bad. Oh, <laughs> expired God. boxes unacceptable. I mean, they got they got shit that can. I mean, they got they got. I, I don't think it was nothing for performance it. Performance enhancers. There's, there's nothing for it. No, I don't think it's nothing for that, bro. I thought the addition thing would help, but does it really? I don't know, man. I feel like there's ways to. <laughs> If I'm just glad I'm case, not a man, woman. That's... I'm glad I'm not a woman, bro. <laughs> if I was a woman, I'd probably come all the time. Because their vagina, that that little clip thing is right on the front. And you wearing panties and that thing rubbing up against it all day? <laughs> you, you thought about what it's to be. <sighs> Look, man, you really, hey, you, you have. Sex is a science. Humanize the vagina. You have to. It's a person of its own. Every, this is what I'm going to tell every man. Please yeah. allow your woman to use a toy in the bedroom. Your dick no matter how long or how wide, it's not going to be able to fuck the pussy and rub the clit the way it needs to be. That's why they always reach in yeah, between their legs. Can. You can, but it's not going to be the same. Bring that toy in there. <sighs> I had a girl ask me one time, can I bring a toy? Yes. She was like, for real? Most dudes be tripping. No. Yeah, I don't care. Bro, when I was in that thing care. and she put that vibrator on that clit and yeah. I felt it too. Oh, hello. <sighs> Bro. There's, hey, that's a, that's there was, a, that was no way I was pulling out of that thing. Wow. There's no way. No. People always be like, damn, you're 34 with no kids. I, Pull out game strong. Oh, no, it ain't. It was strong when I was 28. Now you just don't care. It's like, oh, well, I gotta I have kids sooner or later. Am, what is that? The pro abortion shit? Yeah. I'm definitely not anti abortion. Well, shit. If I, <laughs> if I wasn't anti abortion, it'd be like five motherfuckers running around this bitch. Well, look, they're Abortion, trying to get rid of that. Hey, they want to get rid of that. You can't get rid of that shit. Yeah, they can't get rid of that. I'm sorry, somebody. If they, even if they did, you, back in the, hell, games ain't it game, uh, Game of Thrones? When one of them girls was pregnant, they took her right in that tent and had that little metal clamp. People could do it at home. 
it'll be done. If it goes away, believe me, I'm going to like the three nearest Walgreens and I'm buying up all the Plan B. Look, man, they're not going to take away Plan B. I mean, come on. That's your first and last defense sometimes. They ain't making past Plan B. So they're having that kid. If a girl, if I even think I've nutted in somebody, Plan B. Plan B. Shut up. Take it. Well, yeah. She don't want to take up and put it in something. No, I'm just joking. Oh. Please don't. People, <laughs> don't come for me, the internet, because I'm just, it's just a joke. You got people to be listening. You know how many feminists on the internet come on here and be like, you're so disrespectful to women. Well, Shut look, up, man. bitch, I'm talking. No, I'm just joking. But that no, was people, sexy. I, that I, sounds I, like Martin Lawrence. Yeah. I've had That's people. Martin Lawrence sex, <laughs> type of sexism. I, but I have, I have had women, you know. So who, who's the most sexist guy of, all, of our time? Is it Martin Lawrence? Who's the guy that's just so sexist? First person that comes to my mind, honest, Donald Trump. I'm talking about in the black community. I really can't think of nobody off the top of my head. Now, if we're talking comedy where they talk, do comedy, I mean, Dave Chappelle, very sexist. In his, like, comedic approach and stand-up. But I, for, I don't know him as a real person, but, like, if you go back to the Dave, Dave Chappelle Dave Chappelle's show and, not sexist because... He does it. He gives women power. He does. I'm just talking about from his stand up. Yeah, his stand up yeah. is, yeah. But yeah. I don't know as a person. Like, you, I know you said I'm Martin Lawrence, but I don't know anything. Martin he's done. Lawrence, or not to come at Martin Lawrence, but some of these guys that have just had unfavorable information, you know? In real life, Martin Lawrence? Yeah. What'd he do? You remember on, Martin, on the Martin Lawrence show with Gina? Oh, yeah, he did shut everything down. They weren't on the same set because he had so he did something. Yeah, I, I think it was something sexual, or they, I, from what I heard, it was something Shit, years ago. Man, but they were like Gina enough. It, yeah, Gina was fine. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it was he like he was on her. Yeah, he was on her and trying. I think he was trying to take one of the bedroom scenes too far, and it's like they done kissed on the show or whatever, and he wanted to move. He was trying to do something else further outside of that, and she wasn't having it. And she'd been married to Dwayne Martin for fucking twenty years, probably for a long time. Since what is it? Out all night when he was the V man. You remember that shit? No. You don't? No. How old are you? 32. 32. I'll be 35. 32 Savage. How is that? How is that? I bro, I keep forgetting I'm like about to be 35. It don't feel like it. Damn. Yeah, bro. There's more of these grays coming in. Them motherfuckers getting long and wild. Yeah, man. You're going gray. You're getting old. If it go whole gray, I'm, cur- I'm cool with that, bro. Yeah. That guy we saw at the uh, cigar shop. You remember the guys on the bar- biker gang? Oh, fuck yeah. He was yeah. like, what did he say? He was like 54? Yeah. And he looked like he may have been 38? He looked good, man. Yeah. I hope I he look good. He had a little head. gray beard. And, and he had the little mohawk. Yeah. yeah. And it was, what, it was like gray at the front and dark at the back? Yeah. Yeah, it was dope, man. I'm trying to think of what I'm, I'm not black, I'm OJ. <sighs> okay. What? I've been listening to a lot of the new rap. I don't. I honestly, you don't bro, like I've been it. trying to get you on Gold Link. Really, Gold Link, Two Chains, Bilal is always in my rotation. Two Chains? I love Two Chains, bro. His, really? deliver, his delivery, and I like the way his he has a great delivery and he has a melodic voice along with the beats. That's the only reason. Like the melody that. Uh, so does Twenty One Savage. He does. I just started. Li- I just be listening to the words more because I like to write po- I, people. I, I'm not. I will. I guess I'm a poet. I write, but so it's like I really pay attention to words. So when I'm listening to a nigga and he like fucked in the mouth, made the shit drip drop blood. What? That's not. 
you nut it in her mouth and she didn't swallow it? I mean, so it's, and I know these things, but it's like when I heard it, it's kind of like that lolly lolly bubblegum rap. 21 Savage is no lolly lolly bubblegum. It ain't bubblegum, but you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about, (laughs) but his, the way he raps, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, yada, 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 bada, be, ba, ba. Come on. Somebody say, sorry, ba, ba. You gotta drive the beat. Drive the beat. I think it's still connected. I'm just gonna ride the 21 Savage song. That's all I can ride is the beat. You gotta ride the beat. If you ride the beat and catch his level. We're about to see. 21 Savage. Man, I gotta tell you, the first time I saw. You know I what saw, this podcast is gonna be? The podcast about nothing. The podcast like the about Wale mixtape and like Seinfeld. We just talk about a bunch of random shit. Yeah. And you just sit. I'm just literally playing this shit. Hold on. Well, 21 Savage, look. The first time I saw him, I was scared shitless. They said it's not a cross in his forehead, it's a fucking dagger. It's a motherfucking oh, knife. Yeah. yeah. It's forehead. And it's like a cross. Look at this. Lot of shots, hold up, twenty. Thirties on blocks, hold up, twenty. Put you on fox, hold up, twenty. Put him in the casket, yeah, yeah. Pull up on a bench, yeah, yeah. Selfish fucker. I mean, I, hey, that beat the, was fire though. Say the beat was good. He told some stories. He had a few ad libs. I think it's just one of those things, like Jay Z said, and this. I'm not saying it's just because Jay Z said it, but they've been talking about mumble rap. Yeah, and I think that it's a part of that. You which, think that's mumble rap? Oh, bro, I could. I heard what he was saying, but the only reason that stood out to me is I caught it because it's like with the bass and then his voice being so low. Yeah, and kind yeah. of being auto tune. Yeah, and then auto. Yeah, because it's like I see how you could think it's a mumble, but I think it sounds great. It sounds like. good, and, and it's with the movement. And then if it I'm being sounds honest, great bro, with the beat, and it like floats. I think it floats together. And I'm just cool with the South. Period. The sound, you know. I'm cool with the Where South is he sound. From? He's from Atlanta. He's from Atlanta too. Yeah, what the fuck Atlanta. is going on in Atlanta Some where they're rich. getting Migos, Twenty One Savage, Future, Future. Shit, T.I. and fucking Young Jeezy are godfathers down there now. How about the brother that made the best comeback of all? I've been wanting to talk about this. Who? The, uh, Gucci. Gucci! Yeah, Gucci did. Did Gucci not play that hurt a nigga feelings? That is my song. Yeah, tell me that shit ain't hitting. That is my song. Hold on, well, let me go back. <laughs> what is it? Hurt? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just gotta put Gucci in it. But I, I like Gucci, bro, because not to be funny, and then everybody in the game seemingly respects him. Oh, everybody as a respects real nigga him. And doing no matter the what that level, he's talked about in his music. Oh, no matter what level. And I think that's one of the biggest things that people wait. That ain't the right one. I don't know. Yeah, Gucci gets Gucci. Yeah, Gucci is the man. I can do Gucci, not in that way, but Crawford is going to the bro, Jamal Crawford, Jeff T. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins and Carl Charles Anthony Towns. Towns. And then on their bench, they still have Gordy Jane and that dude. Who Muhammad. Yeah, and yeah. That's man, they got a squad. That's man. tough, bro. In the West. The God West damn. is loaded. I just wish this is the thing. Why the fuck is OKC, unless they don't have it in their cap, why are they not paying more money to put little parts like that? They should have had that coming to OKC. Well, they thought they were getting Rudy Gay. But see, one thing I tell people about uh, Minnesota, from what I've heard, and having a homeboy that lives there. Like Minnesota. They say the women Minnesota. out there are beautiful. 
Well, yeah. And they say if you are a black man, you are like a god out there to white women. Well, they they like there's a lot of swirl. I heard. Where well, Prince was swirl. I literally was looking to go to Minnesota back when I was like 25. That's when I first heard it. I was like, I need to try this shit out and see what's going on out here. I've plus, never it was been. plus they said it was like far as like people how people move here to Texas because of jobs and financial upward, you know, mobility. They said the same thing about. Uh, I tell you Minnesota. what was close to that is Colorado. Colorado was free like that. I want to go to Colorado. For you don't? I do. I was gonna say, man, that's my. I gotta get. We gotta get back. But see, I want to go like. Would you say the city or like up the in mountains? the mountains? See, you gotta go to the mountains. And that's what I was telling Artizi. I was like, I want to go to Colorado. And she's like, what is there? I was like, I don't know what's there, but I know I want to be in the mountains. The mountains are, oh, man, you got to come skiing. We got to go skiing. And I told her, I said, that's what, that's what I want to do. Shit, yeah. I want to do the mountains. It's, look, and you go, you get, you get in the hot tub. Uh, you smoke some cigars in the hot tub. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little weed. Well, I'll bleep, I'll bleep that part out. I probably won't. It's a lot. I'm gonna have to. This is like almost two hours. We have to wrap this shit up. Yeah, we should. Wrap. <laughs> I was thinking. I was like, I'm definitely gonna have to condense this. There's episode. a lot of editing probably gonna go into this. It's not gonna be a lot trash. of editing. It's just that little mix where we stopped and came back. And if it's anything that's dragging, but I'll speed it up. I definitely want people just to sit up and listen to the podcast. Yeah. You know how many people just sit up and listen to podcasts and they want just general conversation content. Yeah. I think Look, the thing you're on about, a long drive. You want to. You want something that'll wake you up. Got a flight. I look like got a flight. You got something going on. You're gonna be lagging for a while. That's one thing I like about blog talk too. It shows people. It shows the percentage of how many people abandon the show, and the percentage rate of the completion of the show. I have over fifty percent of completion, which is good. Yeah. Now it's a lot of abandonment, but people come back to you know. It's yeah. like abandonment at twenty two percent. So they may listen to like the first twenty minutes, and then they off. And I don't look at that as always shitty because why would you listen to something shitty for 20 minutes? You listen and maybe your boss walked up to you at work or your drive is over from work or the kids just got in the car because it's cussing on here or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then you got let people the kids listen. You they let need listen. to hear it. They need to hear this shit, man. It's they like, need to hear what's going on. When you said that, it made me think about You ever seen Ricky Bobby? I know you have. Let the boy walk. <laughs> let him walk. <laughs> Let him learn like I learned, <laughs> like I, like my father learned before him. And then the one, the, the part where uh, things like I hope when your son grows up, he can't, he gets stabbed and he can't walk. And he said, "Don't you put that on my son, Ricky Bobby? Don't you push that on my boy?" <laughs> I love it. We gotta wrap this shit up, man. Yeah, we're talking about. I was talking about Eastbound and Down. Eastbound and Down. You gotta watch. You gotta watch that show. It sounds. Is it a show or a movie? It's a show on HBO. Okay, I have to watch that. Eastbound and down. Oh, is, is it any big time actors or like the B list? It's uh, B list be the best to me, honestly. I guess he. I don't even call him B list. He's that guy. Uh, Rick. Um, I can't think of his damn name right now. What did he play on a show? He's always playing kind of like a, a, a hick. You know. Uh, From Ricky Bobby No he didn't do on Ricky Bobby It's not worth I can't describe him right Woody Harrelson (laughs) No Woody Harrelson is a great actor Yeah he is He does be playing a hick Oh man I can't think of his name You just gotta watch it We'll do What initiatives You got any initiatives going on right now That people can chime into Or learn about Or you wanna tell them about Um man I gotta be honest Not really Yeah just I'm right just now. trying to get married. That's what I was say. You got a lot going on with that. That's and enough. And trying to focus on us and yeah, kind of what we got going on for a while. I understand. 
I think uh, that's you mean me like, and you or you and Candace? No, 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 no. Candace and I'm I. I'm fucking with you, bro. It just sounds like me, so I just say it just to. No, well, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm getting musty. I smell it. Bro. Well, it's, I mean, it's rising. Yeah. Oh. Well. Do you smell me? No. I feel I, like you should. If I smelled you, I'd have been. I would have been ready. I would have been like, man, it's about time. But you know what's so fucked up? I'm not gonna go take a shot. I'm gonna put some deodorant on. I'm gonna change my shirt. Well, look, I, I worked <laughs> a little bit today. I, I was out at the house lugging shit around. The show about nothing. That's what it was. That's the what show name. about nothing. That's what I said I was gonna name. Yeah, it's important to have a script and kind of have a. At least it's got an outline. Yeah. Sometimes this is good, though. Yeah. This is like, I've never done this before, and it actually felt pretty good just to do that. And normally when I do this, I literally like kind of give people a filter at the beginning and say, hey, this is a podcast about nothing. It's going to be a bunch of bullshit and talking, catching up with somebody I hadn't talked to in a long time, and here you go. Yeah. So, you know how many people love just hearing unedited shit? When you drop shit, that's why now when I do podcasts, if you listen to a whole one, I may be sipping tea, eating, somebody may be eating ice or chewing. I'm like, leave it all in there. This is the shit. If I sound like radio, I should go work for radio. Yeah. Even though somebody did tell me it was an Asian guy. He's like, I'm not gay, but are you okay if I tell you something? When I went to the gym last week, I was like, what? He's like, man, you got an amazing voice. He's like, are you on radio? Do you do radio? And I was like, I tried, but they didn't want me. I was like, but I do a podcast, and he took all my information down, downloaded the app, put the thing on his phone, and I was like, well, hopefully you like it. I was, Leave us a rating or a review. Matter of fact, that's to tell people, we got quite a few listeners. All of last year, we had 15,000 listeners. This year alone, we've added 10,000. Wow. We're now getting paid by Blog Talk. Thank you, Blog Talk. Like the page, only 15 reviews? 15. And two of those are ours. Please leave a damn review. Leave a goddamn review. Like it. Leave a star. I've always told you guys, I don't care if it's a good review or a bad review. We just want to hear from you. We want to hear from you, but we'd rather it be good. We, 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 we'd yeah. rather it be we, positive reviews. True, true. The reason we ask this is because it, we had like an influx of them on several websites and on iTunes, which is why in February we were on the news and noteworthy and they had a black experience for African, you know, for uh, black History Month for African American History Month for, for Black History Month <laughs> niggas trying to change shit around this motherfucker so we was on the black experience so we was like in the top 10 for black podcasts and I was like thank you keep doing that because the more they do that it brings if you want this show to go and be bigger you leaving ratings and reviews that's what's gonna get us there yeah. you go look at Criminal and all those shows that's like they criminal is always in the top three every month on podcasts. I'm not, I gotta listen. I gotta get my podcast game up. And it's like, I know they got like over a thousand like ratings and reviews. Of course, it's bigger. It's like on a bigger network. But you know, one thing I want to do with the podcast, I want to do. We've talked about this. I want to do multiple podcasts in different ways. Yeah, it's so many different. It, now with have, you need to check out that podcast with uh, Lorenz Tate and Lawrence Fishburne. They have a podcast together? And I think that, uh, what's that black chick name? It's a black chick that acts in all those movies. I can't, I think she played the Tinker Sumter. Oh. So it's them. I like her. So they do, it's basically like a production podcast. So it's music and they're telling stories with their voice from different perspectives. But it's little stuff like that that I would love to do, but it's going to take more money. It's going to take production because I feel like it's amazing to tell a uh, tell a story with your voice from somebody else's perspective. No, I agree 100%. And have that music playing and then it's like the dramatic feel of your voice to whatever music. Yeah. I want to do that. It just takes finance and so I'm I'm working on it. Production. I, yeah. 
It definitely takes it because you're gonna have to do a studio. So you got to go into a studio for the people who want to do this too. I don't mind giving that knowledge out, but you literally you go to a studio. You have a production person that's behind there. They have the music. You have a script of whatever story you're telling, and you read that story with the emphasis of the story that you're telling. And they do the music and add the car like skirt radio. Yeah. And they add all that shit. I've done some of it on some shows, but that's just to show a little range. Bro, to do that? Nah. To do that for a whole episode? Fuck no. You got to go somewhere where it's really quiet. Like, now they'll hear, like, the air conditioner maybe going or a cup or something. Like, they wouldn't hear any of that. Like, the production would be so on point. Yeah. I got to wrap it up, man. If you want to listen to The Reality Is, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor. Uh, you can follow me personally at Anthony Robertson on Facebook, Sir Robert Poe on Instagram. Uh, you can keep up with all things The Reality Is by going to www.therealityis.com. You can also be on the show by emailing us at info at therealityis.com or call in. We have the third annual uh, The Reality Is backpacks and haircuts coming up on August. Matter of fact, let me get this so I can be honest about August this. August 12th? It's, the tw- it's either the 12th or the 14th. No, I think it's the 14th. I should probably know. All right, there you go. All right, so it's a community service initiative to provide minority boys ages 5 through 13 with backpacks, school supplies, and free haircuts. It's going to be Sunday. Didn't know it was going to be Sunday. Sunday, August 13th from 12 to 4 p.m. at the U Unisex Salon. It'll be at 208 Northampton Road in DeSoto, Texas. And sponsoring Barbara is George Gibson, so you can pre-register your child by visiting, again, www.therealityis.com. So you're, if you donate $10, $15, it's $15 per haircut for the kids. Uh, if you want to pay for a couple of haircuts, you can donate that. It could be $5, $10. Or you can meet us at the event that day at the location that we have if you're in town, and you can bring a backpack. With a backpack, bring supplies or some paper or pencils, whatever the case may be. If you want to meet us before, and some of you guys know us, you can meet us before. We'll give you a drop-off location to get it, and we'll have it all set up. So basically... All we're doing is inviting kids in um, to have a haircut and have all the supplies they need, feed them pizza or whatever we have on the menu that day so we can send them back to school feeling confident and prepared. I know it was times when my, when my dad had left and my mom used to cut my hair or I didn't have a haircut. Mm-hmm. I was fucked either way because my mom couldn't cut hair. So to go in not feeling confident. Or not having a nice backpack. Yeah, it puts you behind. Not having all the school supplies. And, that, and please don't go get the cheapest thing you can find. Maybe for small kids, but kids who are wearing uniforms now in middle school at the 13-year age, like, get them something that's, you ain't got to be over the top, but remember, it's from ages 5 to 13, so a, a teenager not going to be wearing a Spider-Man backpack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get some solid black, some Jansport. If you want to get a cheap one, that's fine. It's a donation. But if you can, if somebody can swing a Jansport or something through there, I got it. You know what I'm saying? So we appreciate you guys for that. Uh, Maria, computer bags. I'll tell you this. If you make it through two hours of this podcast, please email me and I'll give you a shout out. And maybe I'll send you a The Reality Is t-shirt because two hours is a long fucking time. Yeah, that's a long time. All right, man. And I need some video of that shit. Email us at info at therealities.com. I'm not just sending t-shirts. People are going to be like, send me one. We ain't even got none. I got to re-up. So if you really do it, I'll get a t-shirt for you. Yeah. We out of here. I don't got nothing else to say. NL Curse XL Success. Thanks for coming on, man. God bless. Don't let it be your last time. God bless. <laughs> a lot of mercy.
Yeah, one, two, pray these niggas don't clap at you. Three, four, hoping we reach in heaven's doors. Five, six, seven, eight, keep your hands high, don't shoot, don't discriminate. See, we gon' get this money dirty, clean, get this money right. Numb to the bullshit, so mix the dunk with the sprite. And we gon' be okay, my little nigga, just hold on tight. Cause cops killing blacks, blacks killing blacks, we gon' die. But we gon' die with honor, short stories and homicides. Mama say pray to God and we don't listen, so mama cry. My little nigga PD serving life in this little bro. Got a baby and he left this little him all alone. Remind me of his pops and his pops was a street nigga. But a fucking loser, not for teaching his kids better. But no fathers equal more, harder to reach niggas. And wonder why niggas like me wanna be niggas. My street wisdom higher than the sun, so it's God level and God level headed when I left to beseech the sea. Planet speech, free speak, only good to exist and set free the curse left just to bondage our minds and false teach. Bippity bippity bop bop. No black the scat that beat box, huh? Hip hop will die, I promise that. If we keep the lies in our reps, yeah. Bippity bippity bop bop. No black the scat that beat box. Hip hop will die, I promise that. If we keep the lies in our reps, yeah. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies. Making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Whoa, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple, the mattress that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through, so you sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply.